onset of starlight from flashbangs and frag grenades by Calchaxis read by Sam Gabriel based on League of Legends by Riot Games Chapter 13 Where the Wild Things Are Steam and fumes hissed softly around him as he prowled through the streets of Zaun. Faint memories lurked at the edge of his mind, gnawing at his waking hours like a starving hound at a bone. It was easier when the rage took him, when the chemical injectors fused to his back flooded his system with madness and drove him to hunt. It was easier when the memories stayed dead and buried where they belonged. Lately that was harder to manage. Ever since that thing had been fused to him, it had changed the way the chemicals had flowed, forced him to hunt, driving him to pursue a particular scent. Every time he caught wind of it, the chemical cocktail had flowed freely, and when he lost it, he was starved of it, and the pain and the images came roaring back. Ever since then, the memories had started to filter back, slowly at first. Not so much people and places as whispers and smells, but they started to become more insistent lately. And then, the message had come. He had found it acid-etched into the flat of a broad throat-cutter's blade that itself had been buried in the back of a man's skull. The man had been strung up in an alleyway, and his blood splattered around to spread his scent. It had clearly been meant to be found by him. More interesting than that, though, was that the dead man was not Zonite. His corpse stank of clean air, brass, and a more than occasional bath. It stank of Piltover. Piltovens were not welcome in Zon on a good day. Today was not a good day, nor had there been any good days in Zon for some months. Every passing day the tensions had grown more brittle. He had been able to taste it lately in his prey, the iron-tang salt of chronic fear. The gangers of Zon were afraid. Something was stirring topside, and likewise, something was stirring below. The gray was shifting, and it was clear that something was about to happen that had not yet happened in the history of the two contentious cities which was what had made the message on the knife so interesting. It had been Gutlau's scrawl, a simple shorthand slang for a local area that was part of Old Zaun, somewhere very few people knew had any meaning anymore, somewhere that even he wasn't sure why it repelled him so. When he had found the knife and recognized the spot, he had briefly considered throwing it away and tearing the body apart in a fit of rage, but something had stayed his claws. Some brief flicker of sanity, perhaps something of the man he had used to be. All he knew was that he had kept the knife and decided to follow its little scratched-out directions because for the first time in a long time, he was curious. Warwick the Wrath of Zaun loped along the walls and the great cyclopean piping of the chasm. The sound of flowing water that had long since gone from simply toxic to fatally acidic burbled around him as he moved through the misty gray of Zaun. It was denser here, too dense for most. Only the oldest, the most durable of Zaun's citizens were comfortable in such a place, and arguably they weren't really residents of Zaun. They were the sons and daughters of the Undercity, 
that place that Piltover had tried so hard to pretend didn't exist except in the brief, fiery moments when they were violently reminded. Yes, this Undercity was familiar to Warwick, familiar in the way an old abusive ex might be familiar. He hated the smell of it because it brought back memories that he tried so hard to ignore, and normally he could chase them away. He could drown them in the fury and storm of the chemical rage that consumed him when he was in pursuit of his prey. Not here, though. Here the memories were far too near to chase away. His claws scraped against the hard ground as he landed and began padding through towards the ruin that lay before him. It was a scorched wreck that had never been rebuilt because there had been no reason to waste the time or energy. Why bother, after all? Why bother rebuilding a bombed-out old cannery that had no meaning but the sentimental? The ruins, though. Those ruins were still, somehow, standing— Bits and pieces of scorched foundations, stone and steel that hadn't quite oxidized in the atmosphere. Who knew of this place? More importantly, who would call him here, of all the wrathful shadows of the past? Who would dare? A smell struck Warwick's nose as he stepped into the ruins, and a wet, lupine growl burbled from his throat. He knew that smell more than well. He knew it, and it made his insides burn. Of all the people to call upon him, that man was the last person he would have picked. You, Warwick growled at the shadows. Come out. I can smell you. Have you finally decided you want to die, Doctor? A tall, thin man stepped from the shadows. He was bald, and might have been emaciated if he weren't so broad. Still, there was something deeply unsettling about his proportions. Thick cords of muscle clung to lean bones, giving him a stretched, avian look. His strength was not in question, though. It was evident by the massive canister of chemicals he carried on his back as if it weighed nothing, as well as the heavy metal shield that hung from his arm. Interesting. Singed said as he stepped into the low light. To answer your question, no. I came to sate my curiosity, as I expect did you. But that aside, I don't suppose you would be amenable to letting me examine you? He gestured at Warwick's towering form. I would love to see what changes prolonged exposure to those recycling chemicals has wrought. Warwick bared his teeth and growled as his hackles went up. The injectors on his back began to bubble and hiss, and the plungers clicked and whirred and readied themselves to pump him full of madness once again. Oh, is this a standoff? The stink of unstable accelerants drifted from the mist as, of all things, a yordle came tottering out. He wore fire-blackened goggles with lenses of washed-out green glass and a scorched jumpsuit— Explosive ordnance of all kinds hung from bandoliers on his body, and in his hand he was clutching a complex bomb. Ziggs? Warwick's rage began to cool as it was replaced with confusion. Ziggs and Singed? This wasn't a trap for him, then. He could smell confusion from the doctor, too. Ziggs didn't smell like anything except whatever had exploded around him last, per usual. But he wasn't the type to set this kind of trap. Was it a trap? 
Before any of them could make a move, something welled up from the shoreline nearby, defying the flow of the toxic water as it sped along the ground like a neon-green tidal wave, only to flow between the three of them and expand up until it took a form that Warwick recognized. It was humanoid in the vaguest sense. There were eyes and a mouth, two arms and two legs, and a head as well, but that was where the likeness ended. Worse was that it didn't smell like anything. Or more accurately, it smelled like everything. It smelled like someone had just animated a part of Zon itself and sent it on walkabout. Okay, let's not blow up the neighborhood, shall we? Sack said, holding out three limbs in various approximations of arms and hands from his viscous body. Even more interesting, Singed mused. Then he froze, looked down, and said, Oh no, it's you. Warwick wrinkled his nose and actually stepped back as the true animate effluvia of Zaun emerged from the shadows around Singed's legs. Ha ha ha, Singed! Twitch cackled as he reached his spindly little mutant fingers towards the canister on Singed's back. You smell nice. Growling, Warwick eyed the motley gathering around him, then snarled out, Who did this? Who brought us here and why? You all, why are you here? Because I asked them to be, a dulcet voice responded. She emerged from nowhere. One moment there was nothing, and there was a faint twisting of the light, and a form resolved itself from the mist. A familiar form. He knew that shape, but he couldn't smell her. Now that was interesting. She had found a way to hide from him, which wasn't surprising given how their last encounter had gone. Ah, who are you? Ziggs asked, his thumb tracing over the igniter for the bomb in his hand. And why should I care? Twitch nosed up to her, his hunched form barely coming up to her waist and sniffed. You smell like nothing. How do you smell like nothing? Nothing smells like nothing! I suspected you were responsible for that little missive I found in my lab, Singed said. Zack looked between all of them, then lowered his arms before sucking the third one back into his body and saying, Someone want to fill in the sentient pile of glop? Because I don't even know how you found me. There's always someone who knows something in Zom she replied as she brushed stray blonde hair from her featureless porcelain mask. You just have to know who to talk to, or in some cases, who to threaten. Fuse is burning, lady, Ziggs said as he tapped the red button on his bomb and lights began counting down. The woman sighed, then said, You all know me, because we've killed each other countless times on the rift, but to clear things up, my name is Luxana Crownguard. And I'm here because, much like your fuse, our time is limited. And Piltover is in dire need of having its foundation rearranged, Mr. Ziggs. Ziggs's thumb came back down on the button and the lights went out. Huh, he muttered. Well, that was unexpected. Okay, color me curious. Lux, Zack said, turning to look at her. Is that really you under there? I remember you. You were always so... shiny. We all have a dark side, Mr. Zack, Lux said. Then looked down at Twitch, who was still angrily trying to determine why his nose couldn't find her. 
As for why you can't smell me, she pulled out a small bottle with a nozzle fitted to the top. It's a scent blinder that I asked Dr. Singed to concoct. And it worked, Singed said. Excellent. I appreciate your thorough testing. Of course, Lux said. Enough, Warwick growled. I'm leaving. He started to turn, but Lux called out, Wait, please, Jinx needs you. Warwick stopped and his ears pinned back as he turned silently to eye her over his hunched, furred shoulder. Please, just hear me out, she said. Give me a moment, j just a moment of your time. Come on, old hound, Zack said. You can spare the girl a minute. Besides, I'm dead curious as to why a Damasian is in the middle of all of... of us. He gestured around them, and Warwick couldn't deny that he was curious, too, there were fewer more savage inhabitants of the city than the gathering than it appeared. Zom was a place of monsters, and many of them were right in front of him. But it wasn't curiosity that eventually drove him to stay. It was that name. Jinx. That name and that face and that voice. He remembered her. He remembered when she was powder when she was small and gentle and strange and curious. He remembered, and for once, it didn't hurt like it used to. So he turned around, sat down, and waited. Thank you, Lux said. Then she turned to Zack and said, And thank you too, Mr. Zack. Zack chuckled. Mister? <laughs> no one calls me Mister. You're very polite, though. Lux said, so it seemed right. Get to the point, lady, Sig said. I'm losing valuable explosion time being here, and if things don't start popping off, I'm going to change that myself. Lux nodded and stepped forward. As I'm sure all of you know, things topside are changing. Things are changing down here, too. I won't sugarcoat this. Oh, sugar, Twitch stuck out his tongue. There was a war coming, Lux continued admirably ignoring the mutant rat at her hips. And all of you are going to be caught in it soon, whether you want to or not. Piltover won't discriminate, and I know for a fact that none of you would leave this place. Some of you. She looked pointedly between Zack, Warwick, and Twitch. Don't even have that option. Piltovans don't have the stomach for war, Warwick growled. Camille Pharos does, Lux countered. That's a name I haven't heard in quite some time, Singed muttered. Pharos, Camille. I'm surprised the old hag is still around. You know her? Lux asked, her voice shifting up an octave. No, Singed replied. I knew of her, but I never met the woman directly. We ran in different circles. So what do you want from us, Miss Lux? Zack asked. We're not warriors or leaders. You're right, she replied. You're all monsters. A ripple moved over them then, and Warwick sat up, his ears flicking up as interest peeked inside of him at the odd cadence of her words. Some of you, Lux continued, are monsters by appearance. Her eyes traced over Zack. Others by what's inside. She looked over Ziggs and singed. And some. Some are both. 
She looked at Twitch first, then at Warwick. Neither denied it. Monstrosity was easier than humanity. It was easier to kill and kill than to remember why he shouldn't, why once he had refused to. He was starting to remember those days, but they were watery, inconstant things, and he wasn't sure he wanted to keep them around. Zon is a place of monsters, Lux said. It's where all the wild, angry, savage things that nobody wants to admit is a part of them seeps down into. And I should know. She gripped her mask and pulled it free with a pneumatic hiss of air. Because I'm a monster, too. Warwick prowled forward past Zack until he was looming over Lux. You're the one who left that mangled body in the alley. He wasn't the first, Lux said. And he won't be the last. He did not die quickly, Warwick observed. He didn't deserve to. Warwick's lips pulled back to bear long, brutal fangs into an animal grin. The body had been in brutal shape when he'd found it. The death had been a mercy, but it had been a mercy slow in coming. The ruin that had been made of them was the sort of thing that Warwick had seen before on bodies killed by people who had learned to enjoy their work a little too much. Or someone with a grudge. Ferris has been sending agents into Zahn, and they're good. But they're not that good, Lux said with a faint smile. Well, that explains the corpse that washed into my gutter sump, Twitch said. You're a real freak, lady. Says the giant rat, Ziggs noted with a cackle. Says the manic explosive yordle, Zack countered. Singed sighed and said, I think we can all agree any judgment would be a pot and kettle situation in the extreme amongst present company, so shall we dispense with the small talk and get down to business, Miss Crownguard. I do have experiments awaiting my attention. Lux nodded, clicked her mask back into place, took a deep breath, then reached into her patched leather vest and drew out a familiar insignia her emblem marking her as a champion of the League of Legends. We all have one of these, she said. And I'm asking you all to forsake them. Her murmur rose around the group, and Ziggs huffed. Eh? Why? I can blow up whatever I want in the rift and nobody gives a spit. Agreed, Singed said. The rift is where I test most of my concoctions, so forsaking my emblem would seem like a fool's choice. Zack shrugged. I'm just in it to help Zahn, he said. If we give up ours, though, Zahn'll be in a mighty bad spot the next time it's challenged. Not if you all give them up, Lux said. Glask was made an offer, but she refused it. Jinx and Echo have agreed to give their emblems up. So has Victor. If all of you do, too, then Zahn will no longer meet the minimum requirements needed to represent themselves in the League and Pildover won't have the option of just challenging us. Us, Warwick echoed. You are not of Zorn, girl. Lux turns to face him, and he smelled no fear on her. Perhaps it was the scent blinder, but that was starting to wear off. He was starting to be able to smell the sunlight on her skin. I am Jinx's wife, Lux said flatly. And Zahn is more my home than Demacia ever was.
The lover twitched, took out his emblem, and turned it over his spindly fingers, then looked back up at Lux and wiggled his raggedly whiskered nose. You want to start a war, huh? A real one. Despite himself, a chill settled over Warwick as he stepped back and looked down into the shrouded eyes of Lux's mask as she remained silent at Twitch's question. She didn't deny it, though, and that did not go unnoticed. Ha! Knew it! Twitch chittered. Rats always know. I could sense it. There's more bodies lately, and they're worse off. It all sinks to the bottom, you know. All comes to me. If you want to test your concoctions, Lux started, turning to Singed. Why not test them here? Turning to Ziggs. And wouldn't you rather your bombs do lasting damage? I can give you as many targets as you want. Zack crossed his arms. I don't like this. The reason the League is in place is to prevent wars. And that's good. Under normal circumstances, I'd agree, Lux said, turning to Zack. But this time it's just going to be Piltover holding us in a pattern so they can keep abusing the people of Zaun. We'll never have enough overwhelming force to beat them in the League enough times to get out from under their shadow. Lux stepped forward and looked up into the gelatinous figure's face. Piltover doesn't want a real war. It wants to bully us. I say, let's have a war and show them what Zaun can really do. For a long moment, there was silence. Singed and Ziggs were both mulling over the concept. And even Zack deflated a little at Lux's argument. It wasn't wrong. Piltover had always had the power, and even if Zong could win some battles on the Rift, Piltover would win the same number, and things would never change. Things never did when all remained even. To his own surprise, and the surprise of everyone around him, Warwick started to laugh. It was a dry, hacking noise, and it sounded nothing like actual laughter. His throat couldn't make that sound anymore. It hadn't been able to for a very long time. But all the same, he laughed. Memories came back to him. Memories of a war that almost was. He had betrayed his brother back then. He remembered that face, that familiar, narrow face, and he remembered the shock and fury that had painted it when the betrayal had happened. His brother had wanted war. He had wanted to bring death and violence in all its horrible glory to Piltover and to the many districts and wards of the Undercity that were policed and brutalized by the Topsiders. His brother had wanted to baptize the trenches in blood and bring about the nation of Zaun, and at that, that was what had broken their brotherhood. Warwick had broken their brotherhood because he had not been able to stomach the violence that would come. He had wanted a protest. He had wanted peaceful change. Piltover did not want change. They had drenched that protest in blood of their own accord, and it had broken the back of that fledgling resistance. Reaching into one of the straps of his harness, Warwick drew out his emblem of championship. He would not make the same mistake twice. I'm in, Warwick growled. That sent a ripple through the others, and one by one they drew out their emblems. Ziggs nodded, then grinned and held his up. Singed regarded his curiosity, then shrugged and held his up as well. Zack and Twitch pulled theirs free, Twitch from one of his many moist pockets, and Zack from within the viscous folds of his body, and their emblems joined the rest. Lux held hers out as well. For science! Six cheered. 
For progress, Singed said with a dark chuckle. For me, Twitch jeered. For my brother, Warwick muttered. For Jinx, Puck said quietly. And for Zahn. In the shadows and mists of the gray, those three words echoed with grim portent in throats both human and inhuman. For Zahn! The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.